Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. recording from Washington State and Noah went before us and we were going to meet him there. And it was me and my mother-in-law and Sierra and Tian Fu. And every molecule of road warriorism, every gig I've ever done kicked into gear because my mother-in-law couldn't carry as many bags as me, obviously. Um, it's a long story why I didn't have a roller bag, but it was just like in my mind, I was just like, okay, like I had to carry Sierra's car seat as a backpack. And then we had to bring an extra backpack for her stuff. And then Noah needed me to bring stuff last minute. So it was me carrying like five bags plus the dog and the stroller just muscling through SeaTac. And I didn't, my mother-in-law is like doing the best she can. I'm just like 20 feet ahead. And she's like, can we stop? And I was like, I physically, like molecularly, I'm unable to spend one more second in this airport. And that is any airport. Like when you travel as much as I do, the idea of even stopping to go to the bathroom, like the idea of giving over one more minute of your life. And then we drove to some city called like Veteran Way City, which was basically just like a Buffalo Wild Wings, I'm sure if EFW Hall and like some godless mall. And I'm like, let's get a coffee because we had like quite the drive ahead of us. I'm like, let's get a coffee. And I, I just, on principle, I was like, I do not want Starbucks. And I see something called Happy Lemon. And I was like, this looks Chinese. I know they're going to have boba. I can get my salted cheese foam. We get mm-hmm. there. I'm like, try this, Nancy. And we go into the mall. She's like, can I use your restroom? I'm like, we don't have one. Try the mall. We go in the mall. Of course, it's out of order. And of course, everyone there is like a relic from like 1992. Go to the movie theater. You can't use the bathroom here. And it was like after hours. Like we could not get out of the mall. She finally finds a bathroom in an adjacent Target. And I was like, I guess I just live in like Veterans Way City now. Of course, we get in the car. Of course, Nancy doesn't like her cheese foam because they gave us too much cheese foam and there was no way to get to the tea at the bottom. Anyways, point is I brought my baby, my mother-in-law, a dog. We got, schlepped the bags to the thing. We got in the, on the plane. My daughter was perfect on the plane. 
people are going to not like this, but anytime an Asian person compliments me on how well-behaved my child is, it's like an extra gold star. And we get through the airport, we drive. We just did, I rented a fucking car. I got on a shuttle. Folks, I never do this stuff because a tour manager does it. And I fucking grip my way through it. Didn't stop to pee. I didn't pee for like 15 hours. I was like, we got to get there. And I did it. Anyway, that'd be great. Um, you know, as like a settler on the Oregon Trail. It was just one of those days that like everything that happened, every stoplight, you're like, oh, this is to the bitter end. We made it. You just need, as a settler, you just need your salted cheese foam. So my salted cheese foam. The only time I yelled was when I couldn't figure out where the car rental place was. And you're like trying to be calm, like buckling your daughter into like her 50th car seat for the day. She was such a champ. So this episode dedicated to Sierra and her champion attitude. No points awarded to mommy who did yell, but not at her. <laughs> Just people around me. And then it's like, as you're asking, like, excuse me, do you know where the Hertz is? And the person's giving you like the most detailed ever description. They're like, so you're going to want to go down now. That you're, can you just fucking point? And we get to Hertz and I'm like, why isn't my name on the board? And I go into like the elite goal thing. The woman's like, I was just about to put the new names up. I'm like, what is the point of the service if it's a grab bag when you're going to post them? I didn't say that. She was very nice. But she also, it's like, your car is going to be 583. So you're going to make a left. It's on the odd side in case you missed that day of fucking elementary school knowing that three, like everybody had all the time in the world. So we did it. I felt like a dad. I'm parentally gender fluid. <laughs> I'm here now and it's beautiful, beautiful state. Well, there you go. You're here, you're recording, you're giving the people what they want instead of vacationing. Yeah, I feel like I could have done a better job of summarizing that, but it was just uh, one of those things that you stay up that night. You're like, how am I going to get to the airport? How am I going to slap the bags in? How am I going to carry that? And then my mother-in-law was like, I'll carry Sierra. And like, I was stuck with the dog. And so she gets all the compliments on how beautiful my baby is. And she's like, I'm the grandma. And I'm just like, I'm the mother. And I'm just dragging a dog <laughs> anyway. But I need to have both with me. I need all the squeezes. I need all the squeezes. Obviously. Yeah. All right, folks. Um, Do they squeeze each other yet? Uh, she squeezes the dog too hard. And we have to remind her to be gentle. Oh. We also have to teach her she can't kiss other dogs, which she hasn't tried yet, but I'm afraid she will. And that's my fault for letting her know. Because you do. Well, know. you do that. <laughs> I, it's, I, it's my first mistake as a parent is encouraging her to kiss the dog. You're only. Anyway, folks, <laughs> hopefully you got some updates. You got questions. We got answers. Coming to you from crisp, clean Washington State where the salmon run like the salmon of Capistrano in Washington. I think there's salmon here. Yeah, there is salmon. There's a salmon ladder. I went to it. I have a shirt. Okay. <laughs> okay, we have a follow-up from, do you remember the clingy butt-toucher boyfriend who was always yes. grabbing at? Okay. So, this question asker had actually followed up after we recorded, but before the episode came out, saying they had a follow-up where... I am pissed off now. Another thing I've not mentioned is that my boyfriend also likes to hug me around my head. I wear wireframe glasses and have told him several times to not squeeze my head when he hugs me because it could damage my glasses. He still does it and I often have to yell at him to release me mid-squeeze because I worry about my glasses being damaged. Well, a few weeks ago, the arms felt weak and after the head squeeze that happened on our last date, one of the arms is bent completely out of place that it is now above the lens when I fold up my glasses. I've told him time and time again not to squeeze my head because of exactly this. Being in grad school, I have enough keeping me busy. I don't have time for a trip to lens crafters to get these fixed. No one does. I just got 
<laughs> I just got these glasses six months ago too. I think I'm gonna have to start the first fight of the relationship. He's never been in a serious relationship either. So it's uncharted territory for the both of us. I'm really, really mad. Don't know how to go about this. Waiting your advice. Okay, okay we gave you advice. So then we advised. Okay. Right. So then we get a follow. I just think the head squeeze was another important addition of just grabby grabby. Hello, another update as the last one was written in a fit of anger. I nutted up and had a FaceTime conversation Ew. with my boyfriend about the butt touching and the head squeezing and all the affection and told him in no uncertain terms. I need you to listen when I tell you how I want you interacting with my body. And he immediately apologized and promised to be better and thanked me for telling him I was upset. Not only that, but I saw an immediate change on our last date. Like I saw him start to go for a head squeeze and then he stopped himself Aww. and rerouted to just putting an arm around me. To just fully inserting his hand into my body. (laughs) Butthole. My butthole. (laughs) When we were out on our date last night, he told me again he was so happy I told him I was upset with him and that he wants to know about it anytime he does something I don't like. I feel an update is necessary to clear his good anonymous name. I said in my initial email that he treats me incredibly well outside of being too touchy. That really is true. And him being receptive to me and immediately changing his behavior just makes me feel even stronger about him and the relationship. There you go. This is also what we said. I mean, there were a couple different routes. Yep. But we're like, you have to say it. Otherwise, he won't know. And that's incredible. And men are very action-oriented. And they show versus tell how they feel. And a good guy will take that feedback. You're not asking for something ridiculous. And he is respecting you. So that's awesome. And that shows that you can totally manipulate him into the puss bag you want him to be. I'm just kidding. Uh, but that's really great. That's great. That's, yeah. that's won't be the last time you have to ask for something from a guy. And that's incredible. So I'm happy for you. I sound yes, weird. What's the outcome we're hoping down. for? <laughs> I'm in a bed. Really kicking back for this one. Cozy bed. Go on. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality. And every once in a while, getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. 
And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and crew, longtime fan. I look forward to the pod every week, and Eliza's stand-up specials on Netflix have been a comfort rewatch for me over the years. I have a family dilemma I could use some help with. For context, I'm 34 female. I lost my dad two years ago. He was 55 pretty suddenly. The grief has been hard, especially after welcoming my first baby last year. My issue is with my father's wife. Since even before they got married in 2016, she rubbed me the wrong way. Not in a, she's going to replace my mom way, but more of a, this woman never speaks and the vibes are off kind of way. When I spent a week in and out of the ICU seeing my dad, I had to be around her a lot. I was vulnerable and I let my guard down. Sometimes I regret letting her in. My siblings and I have tried not to ask about my dad's belongings because we wanted to respect her grief and didn't want to bombard her. But now that two years have gone by, my sister asked about it. Did he have a will? What goes to us? His wife told her no, that he didn't have a list, which I find kind of shocking since my dad was very sentimental. When my sister asked if she could have a few specific things that we grew up around, art that he and my mom bought together, a guitar he played every day since we were kids, she told her, Thanks for letting me know what you want. When I die, I'll make sure you get it. (sighs) When my sister had to come to Jesus with her over the phone about why that wasn't right, she got no response. Since then, I've gotten access to his will through the county court without telling anyone. She is the executor of his will. My siblings and I are listed in the will, but there are no specific items or anything mentioned in it. There's nothing that says we have to wait for her to die to inherit his belongings, though, either. She's currently visiting with me, my siblings, and our children for the next week. I want to confront her in person, but I'm afraid of making things uncomfortable for everyone and potentially offending her and losing everything. If I'm too blunt, she can cut us off and we never hear from her again and everything is lost. She doesn't talk to my dad's siblings or parents anymore. I wanted to be nice to her about this because I can imagine it's hard for her since it's hard for the entire family, but I'm so angry. I cry a lot for my dad. I don't want to play the game to get even the tiniest piece of his life. 
I'm adding that my dad did not have money or assets. What we are trying to get are sentimental things. And it's unreasonable to me that she can't let us have anything to remember him by. I'm not sure if it's malicious and controlling or it's because she's blinded by her own grief, but either way, it feels wrong. I know they're just things and I know it won't make me feel better that my dad is gone, but it's also the principle uh, of it. Why does she get to decide what and when? This feels so hopeless. Please, please help. First of all, they're not just things. They were your dad's things and they're all you have left of him. Mm-hmm. And you gave her two years and it doesn't sound like your sister had to come to Jesus if there was no response. So should she just like leave her a voicemail? Um, it's also weird that know. she's visiting. Like, is this someone you're close enough to that they're going to come visit you? Yeah, it seems like they have a decent relationship, but that it, about this thing, she just is clammed up, like saying like, oh, you can have his stuff when I'm dead. Well, it's also tough because if no, she's- give me a shirt. Yeah, no, that's an insane answer. And that is like a weird controlling thing. Like, oh, I need to hold on to everything. Stuff that doesn't even involve me. Like the guitar he played since you were kids. Like she wasn't around for that. It's, I, I, she's visiting. She clearly doesn't live close enough where you could be like, hey, me and my siblings are going to stop by Sunday. We'd love to just grab some stuff. And so the tricky part is like, how is she going to facilitate that? So you have to make it very easy for her. And I say, all of you come over and you sit down, ask her how she's doing and be like, it's been really hard on us. And we wanted to just kind of talk to you because I feel like you'll be okay with this. We wanted to just get a couple things that to remember dad, like just say it to her and make her to your face. Say like, no, not at all. And if she says like, you can have it when I die, be like, do you realize though how selfish and how how unfair that is to us? Because there's only two versions here. Either you tell her how you feel and she's like, okay. And then you're like, we will send a moving truck. We will pay for it. We'll fly out there and get it. You know, or she's like, no, you can't. And then you can be like, okay, then get out of my house. <laughs> because what's the point? Yeah. That She doesn't sound like a great person. It's weird that she's visiting you know, she could just be really lonely and that's her way of holding on. But you need to tell her exactly how you feel and why and all do it together. It's just tough because she might even say yes and then just like never pick up the phone. I'd like to know where she that's lives and where thing. you live. Yeah. Um, but better, I don't I, know that she has the full picture. I don't know that she fully gets like how hard this is on me. I just want this like one thing, you know. It feels like maybe she hasn't, like you have nothing to lose by fully letting her know Here's what I want. Here's what I need. These things can't mean anything to you. So can we please come get them? Right. Yeah. I I get though that fear of like you push too hard and then she just disappears and you're like. Yeah. Is there a way you could talk to like a family lawyer? Like what are you legally? It's like that gray area of like, it's not yours, but it's not not yours. Um, Right. Your name is in the will. I mean, it could, you just want a guitar. It could be that she knows, I'm just guessing, like that by not giving you anything, then she has, you could even say to her, be like, is there part of you that thinks like, we're not going to want to know you once we have our things? And then she could be like, no, why would you say that? It's like, okay, because you're making us not want to know you. But maybe say that to her, like make her explain to you in plain English why she thinks this is the same thing. Lovingly, yeah. of course. It's just not cool. It's just a weird move. It's not cool. It just, she seems weird. Some people are just like this. Some people are just like not communicative and weird and like you can't trust them. It's like that friend in college where you're like, you're giving me a ride, right? And they're like, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. And then it's like two hours later, like, yeah, I'm getting ready to go. Like some people are just fucking horrible social communicators, horrible citizens. 
but I think she's ho- she's like you're all she has now, and she's like if I give this to them, they'll disappear. Yeah, get your stuff though, but at least make her say, give let make her give you the reason. But yeah, get your stuff. Be like, we're coming next week. We'd really like to get these things. Yeah. Kicking in that And door. you're not going to take everything. Maybe she's like, oh, this painted, the painting that he bought with your mom is like worth a billion dollars. Like, keep it. on a part with it. Fine. Okay, just, fine. Yeah. What can we have? Yeah. yeah, say that. What can we have? She can't have everything. And if she says like, when I die, and you're like, you do know that that's crazy. We're like, you're treating us like we don't know you. Say Like, just always come back. Right. with like, kind of just like, you're treating us like we're not family. Like, did we do something? Like, keep putting it on her until she's like, until she admits that she is the devil himself. Get it. Get her to admit, be like, I'm just a bitch. What do you want to tell you? I'm sure she will. Just a bitch. We have a follow-up to something that you said. Someone shared, while listening to the last episode, Cute Tiny Party Horn, Eliza talked about getting her baby a passport so she could travel. I have a fun story about flying with my baby. The first time I took my baby on a plane, I was asked for his birth certificate to prove he was my baby. That's crazy. Of course, I don't carry no. his birth certificate around with me. And I tried to explain to the employee that when I booked the flight, there was no mention of needing to bring his birth certificate. Oh, I would certificate. love to know the airline. They just change rules <laughs> daily. Yep. <laughs> but the guy wouldn't budge. The flight was leaving soon, so I said, fuck it, and pulled up my birth photos on my phone. I shoved it on his face and said, here he is coming out of me. Is that enough for you? It was, and we made it on the That's plane. That's also unacceptable. <laughs> I'm sorry. But what that tells me is that this that there was no actual need right. to see the birth certificate. That's right. But I'm saying, like, if that's the rule, then that's the rule. You can't gerrymand. Well, you showed me your bleeding vagina. <laughs> so, like, I respect that even less. The fact that he was like, for me, that's yeah. enough. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that airline. Name right. the airline. I bet it's American. <laughs> They're so bad. <laughs> Hi, Eliza. Baby arm. Smokey Husky, Snow Beach Hot Scotty, and Sweet Not So Baby Tree Frog. Oh, is she still is she still a baby or is she a toddler now? She's a baby toddler. She's 18 <laughs> months old. Well, she's a big, ba- big baby toddler. She's a tall baby toddler <laughs> with full, real emotions oh. and a grown man's teeth. I don't have a wedding question. Question about a friend breakup, and I am not a nurse or grad student, but I would love y'all's advice dealing with my family's inclination to make me the butt of their jokes. Context. I have two older brothers, 30 male and 35 male. All three of us are married. I love my family, and I want to love spending time with them, but I'm tired of always being the butt of the joke. Example, anytime we're reminiscing or telling stories to my nephew, two and a half years old, they come back to me throwing tantrums as a toddler or some other childhood antic. This happens every time we get together as a family. This past holiday weekend, they went too far. My brother basically called me and my husband, 29 male, Shrek and Fiona, while improvising a bedtime story for my nephew. The story entailed the ugly ogre uncle Favid. My husband's name is David. Oh, Favid. And the ogre princess aunt Fulia. My name is Julia, living in a swamp. At this point, I checked out of the conversation. I wasn't upset or angry, but I didn't want to listen to it. So I quietly got up and left. My husband followed shortly after. My husband suggested we leave, but we decided to try talking to my brother and my mom about how these jokes make us feel. One-on-one, my husband asked my brother to explain what makes the ogre jokes funny. But my brother blew him off saying, it's just objectively funny and wouldn't engage in the conversation. Mm. When I started talking to my mom, she immediately called me dramatic and told me that my brother will never change. At this point, my husband and I decided conversations weren't helping, so we were going to make them as uncomfortable as they made us, and we left early. A few days later, my mom called us, and it was clear that she missed the point. 
She gaslit me about the entire situation, accused me of dramatically running away, and suggested I see a doctor about my weight. The cherry on top was her thinking the issue was about me wanting to be, quote, treated like an adult as if I'm a petulant child and stated that she doesn't think the family can get together as a whole anymore. Here's my question. How should I proceed from here? I don't want to be the reason we aren't together as a family, but can I do that and still make them understand how their jokes are hurtful? My friends, I love the pod and are hyped to see you in D.C. this November. Thanks for your safe wisdom, Julia. Okay. I'm going to come out and say it. Yeah. I don't know what you look like, but they are, they don't like you because you're fat. That's the thing is I first started reading. I was like, oh, the story just has nothing to do with anything. But based on the fact that the brother's like, it's just objectively funny. All, clearly, this, there is a reason they're calling them an ogre. Yes. And it's not okay. It's, it's re- well, it's also because people are mean to fat people because our society, and I could even get canceled for saying that. Like, how dare you use the word fat? Like, okay, whatever. Blame the fucking internet. Blame society. I'm not the one who's mean to fat people. They have have something against you. They're mad about it. Just like people, when you watch, you see it all the time, people that are fat go out and people just say stuff to them. Like there is an ire toward overweight people in our society and they don't respect you, okay? And so because of that, they look back on your life with this, like with some kind of shitty tinted glasses and it's always okay to make fun of you because they see you as weak. And your brother's behavior is very typical, sort of podcast, podcast extended universe, anti-woman, like your physical, your physicality comes first. I'm trying to think of like polite ways to explain this kind of guy. Uh, they don't respect you. Saying something's objectively funny is the battle cry of all guys that like say misogynist or racist things. They're like, well, it is funny. It's like, it's not funny if no one's laughing. Right. You can't take a joke. And that's your brother. And if he loved you at all, he wouldn't be doing that. And the fact that your mom was like, you need to lose weight. They have an issue with your size. If you don't, I don't know what you look like. So you could be 10 pounds overweight and maybe your family's super thin or maybe you, I don't know. But part of me wonders, like deep down, is there something you're not happy about? Because if you were Cameron Diaz and your brother was like, I'm going to make up a story about how ugly she is. You'd be like, well, I know that I'm not. So I think it's hurting you because maybe you're like, hey, this is something I don't like. It's touching a nerve because you're feeling shit on and not respected, regardless of whether you want to lose weight or not, or what, you know, what this is actually touching nerve wise. The fact that your own mother, of course, she's going to side with the boys. Boys get coddled. And girls don't. Girls just have to suck it up. So you can say to your brother, be like, you obviously, and by the way, whatever you say, they will gaslight you into saying that that's not it. We're always nice. You're making it up. You're being dramatic. And you might be because you've only- You're joking. You also wrote on this podcast with just, you know, it, it could be that. You may not be the kind of person that can take a joke. They might be funny and it really does bother you. But all I, I'm on your side because you wrote in. So you either, and you didn't make them as uncomfortable as they're making you. Making them as uncomfortable as that as they make you would be like, be like, listen up, you fucking January 6th disciples. Uh, you have a problem with the way that I look, which is weird since we're not gonna fuck because you're my brother. And so if you've got something to say, just say it. But what's really bitchy is all of your passive aggressive comments. So if you have something that you want to say, just say it. But we're all here for like a family time and you guys just shit on me. Would you like it if I did that about your receding hairline, about how short you are? Like you could pick up his things if you want to like fright dirty. I don't think you do. But if you want to take, I'm not saying you want to do it, but I'm just saying like be prepared to go to the mat and be like, say what you want to say. 
Right. I love that this person did. They like got up. The the husband, who sounds great, was like, what is funny about that? Explain it to me. You left because you weren't uncomfortable. You handled it as well as you could handle it. But now you're at home going, mm-hmm. oh, they can't have family gatherings without me. And let's go, why do you care? Do you want to go back? Do you like spending time with Of course with she does. That's her family. they're being mean. That's her family. And you know what? I don't know. You could, you could just... You could just get super cool every time they do it. You know, you can just be like, wow, Rob, I don't know why he, he, it's kind of weird that you always bring up when I was little. Like, do we want to bring up the time you shit your pants at T-ball camp? There is a version where you are being overly sensitive, but people are sensitive about things that hurt. You would not be sensitive about things that didn't have a kernel of truth. So it's about you either being okay with it deep down for yourself or just being like, these really hurt my feelings and it's not fun to be around you guys. And then if he's like, you can't take a joke, be like, I guess I can't. Is that going to preclude us from hanging out because you're hurting my feelings and you are doing it for sport? What's more important, that you get your jokes in and I feel like shit or that you just don't make your mediocre joke and we're okay? And then he'll be like, well, I can't control the way you feel. You'll be like, you're right, but you can't control what comes out of your fucking smart mouth. (laughs) Right. I think it's just this, just the fact that this, these loved ones are just repeatedly digging at her. Just comment after comment, the same thread of jokes won't stop is, is so hurtful, regardless of the truth or not. As a girl, anytime a girl's like, wow, that's original. Wow, you're a child. Men don't fucking care. You have a husband there and he has a functioning brain. Have your husband just be like, what is your problem, dude? It sounds like he basically did. And the brothers were like, oh. Yeah, they just may have no respect because their mom raised like spoiled brats. You just got to keep your cool. Do not cry. Do not get upset. Can we teach- You can just explain to your mom. (laughs) The nephew to call the mom an old hag. The two and a half year old child. Can we teach it to say something cruel and hurtful to other family members? I'm telling you, take a look at your brother's hairline. Take a look at his height. Take a look at the size of his car. his wife hot? Take a look at what he does. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Be like, let's start calling things out then. You got a problem with my weight. I have a problem with the fact that your hairline starts behind your ears. How much money does he make? Just get there. You go. Get into it. Be like, sorry, you accidentally had a baby. Like, if (laughs) I don't even know these people, and I could do this all day. (laughs) Sorry, you accidentally got this horrible girl pregnant, and now you guys like think you're a family. So good luck. (laughs) It's tough. It's tough because they're saying something hurtful because there's a kernel of truth to it. But you would think your family, if it hurt your feelings, would not do that. Let's say not even a kernel of truth, but just something they know bothers her. They are honing in on and drilling down on. And like, do you ever do it back? Like, is this your relationship? I always think back to what pieces of shit Jim Halpert's brothers were (laughs) in the office. Like they were so shitty and so relentless. But as we saw in later episodes, like Jim Halpert, as like cute and fun as he was, was like kind of a man child. Oh, I'd hate working with him. I think sometimes women like raise these giant babies that are never challenged. Like whatever Eric and Lyle Menendez do, they're just (laughs) sweet boys. They got so many prison girlfriends. I hope you, that are dudes. I hope we've given you enough food for thought and I hope you're okay. You got to really stand up for yourself, sweetheart. Yeah, but... Tell your mom to quit being a bee. Yeah, your mom's a bee, but it's nice that your your husband fully has your back and that is good to see. But also, let's say she says the weight thing. You can fire back and be like, okay, so is it until I lose weight, you're going to say horrible things to me? So until I am physically acceptable enough to you, I'm going to be treated like I'm not part of this family. Do you realize how disgusting that is, mom? 
Do you want me to treat you that way? When you start to lose your mental faculties, be like, do more Kumon, mom. <laughs> and until you do, like, do you realize how insane that you have a, again, say to your brothers, like, why are you so obsessed with the fact that I'm fat? Like, are you jerking off to me? I know this is upsetting to you guys, but like, Guys like this, like it always comes down to objectifying women and being misogynist and it coming down to like the way a woman looks or the way she weighs or how she thinks or doesn't think. Just be like, I am not trying to fuck you. So I don't care if you find me attractive. Get that through your thick Neanderthal skull. (laughs) I say it to every fucking weirdo who like DMs me, not hot. I'm like, we were, I was never going to have sex with you and you would be, I don't write this back, but it's like the only reason a man bugs a woman is because he wants to have sex with her. And any other reason is bizarre. Like, why are you on my page? I'm never going to fuck you. (laughs) Even, but please everyone keep visiting Eliza's page and ask Eliza's page. Be nice about it. I'm just saying like, if you're a dude and you say something shitty, I'm like, I know you have a crush on me. And I know you give your left testicle to have sex with me. And I think the fact that I have that confidence at all really bothers a lot of men. They they hate it. That whole podcast, like dude podcast extended universe cannot stand a self-possessed woman. Especially, and I think it's hilarious. It's very genuine. Like you're not putting it on. You You are confident in yourself. Yeah. And by the way, confidence is knowing like I am not always the hottest girl in the room, but I sure as shit, I'm not the ugliest. <laughs> So, well, it depends on the acting role that we're reading for. <laughs> but I feel like you go for a lot of roles where they're like, okay, it could be you or it could be a big man. It, it, that's exactly right. <laughs> oh. right. And I always lose. I always lose to the dude. All right. Anyways, good luck. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck him. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. I'm busy, and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around, and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals, because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great-tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hi, A crew. Love you all. Here's my predicament. I, 31 female, have been dating male, 32, for about a year and a half. He has game nights, role-playing games with his tight group of friends on the weekends about once a month. 
We were long distance for a while, so I never went to these game nights slash was invited. But now I'm in the same town as him, and I still do not get invites to these gatherings. All of the other significant others are part of these nights, so it's not as if I'm impeding on boys' nights. I brought this up Mm. to my boyfriend. He said he figured I was never interested and so never asked. He recently asked me to join only after the game portion of the gathering was done. They do a barbecue slash hangout after. I told him I don't feel comfortable driving to his friend's house. I barely know. Met them all maybe twice alone to show up after everything was done to hang out for a short amount of time. Some of the reluctancy to invite me may be stemming from a previous party with his friends where I felt isolated and he did a terrible job introducing me to anyone and making me feel included. I was alone most of the party and he only paid attention to me when his other friends had a conversation with me. Yes, it was a dude. After some talks, he said he doesn't know how to include me with his friends. His previously long-term relationship was part of this group and they all grew up together, so it's something he never had to think about. There are also other instances where he won't cultivate plans for me to get to know his friends. His friend was playing a show a couple blocks from where I work, and he never invited me to come hang out after I got off. He said I could wait for him to get home to his place. Or he will tell me plans so last second that I feel like it's intentional to avoid me hanging out with his friends. Example, I tell him I made plans for a certain day. He'll be like, oh, shoot, I was going to see if you wanted to do lunch with insert friends names. Mm. He keeps saying he'll do better and start a calendar or try to tell stuff in advance, but it never happens because I think it's deliberate. He says he isn't good at planning, but I see him time and time again do a decent job planning with them and relaying information to them. Is this the case of a dude not wanting me to get comfortable with his friends, vice versa, because he doesn't see this relationship going long term? Is he embarrassed of me? Am I putting too much pressure on him to include me with his friends? Should I just let it go and plan outings with my friends and not invite him? Help. Couple things. First of all, you were long distance for a while. So you had this like separation of church and state. My first thought, my first, first thought when you told me this, I was like, so what? Like, I don't want to hang out with Noah and his friends while they like drink craft beer and talk about like the long goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) But part of me also is like, is there a girl in that group that he is like, I don't mean to plant this in your head and this may not be it at all. This is just like a theory. No, I because think, I don't think that. I'm just putting that. I'm just putting that out there. Is there a girl that he was like close with, and he yes. doesn't want? Like you're the you're the long distance girlfriend. The key piece of this letter for me, very related to that, is that his old girlfriend was a core member of this group, and they all grew up together. But is she still there? I would guess not. But it's like they liked okay, her. They're used out. to her. Well. I see. I think it's only a key piece of information if she's still there. Mm. So he's trying to have it, have his cake and eat it too. And it's like, great, I can still have all the fun vibes with this friend that I used to love and I don't have to deal with my like new girlfriend. Um, first of all, the next time you can trap him, the next time you're like, oh, I wanted to whatever. And he's like, I was going to invite you. Be like, oh, great, I'll cancel. I'd love to come and then see what he does. There is the chance that the last time you guys hung out because you're a girl, they were like, we don't like her and he doesn't know what to do. You have one opportunity to reset. Be like, I would love, first of all, do you want to play that game? Do you want to play Dungeons and Dragons? Deep down, if you do, then you need to be like, I would love to come. If you don't, you have to ask yourself why you want to be included. If you don't want to play it, but you want to be included, are you wanting to be included to show like, I don't care about that other girl, I'm here. Do you want to be included because you do want to get to know his friends? Let's say that is the purest intention. You're like, I want to be included. I, I think you want to be included because you want to be sure 
that he's proud of you and that this isn't an issue. He sounds like a dork and his friends sound like dorks. And usually dorks are socially inept, which means the last time you saw them, like there wasn't much to say. And then someone talked to you. I don't, I don't know if I buy the whole like, you know, like him over because it was a guy, if those are his friends. You have an opportunity to be like, look, we're dating. I don't know if you love him or not. We're dating. And if we're going to be together for a while, we need to sort of bridge this gap because that's what adults do, okay? And the way he responds to this will kind of tell you everything. You're like, so I would like to come over. And when you come over, you bring a 12-pack of beer. You bring something you made. You put your best foot forward. If he gives you any pushback, there's something rotten in Denmark. This guy is not into you or he's having his cake and eating it too. If he's like, okay, that's great. And you do come, there's a version too where he doesn't want to play this game with his girlfriend. And that's okay. That is okay to have your own time unless you are a player and that's like how you guys met each other. So I'm just saying, you have a chance to show up, talk to everyone, be like, yeah, I never really got to know everyone. We've been together for a while. So I just wanted to like come and say hi. And if you if they're weird, then fuck these people. And if he's weird, I think this is not the guy for you because you don't want to be pushing to be part of his group of friends. There's something wrong there. So give it a big shot. The thing with this role-playing game is it could be that he knows dorky. that you would he knows it's dorky. be so not into it. And maybe the other like significant others are into it. Like this is a game where you have to participate. You have to like act out. You have to be down to be real nerdy or it's not fun. This isn't like you're pulling out sorry, you know, like this is like, you have to way, engage. And maybe he knows that's not, you're right. somebody would hopefully not invite me to do that. They should know. I'm not going to pretend no, to be a dwarf sounds, or whatever. It's not yeah, happening. A magic orb. I'm just a boil on a nose. <laughs> I grant you entry to this passage. You probably don't want to play it, so don't become the girl that's like, I love to sit here and learn how to roll the eight-sided die. <laughs> it's 20-sided. But there is like the version where it's like, oh, like whatever your name is, like Christy's coming later. Awesome. Like we love her. Give it that shot. And if he's still weird, it means there's something up or the friends don't like you or he's done a bad job of presenting you. And now they're like, oh, she's a bummer. It's always, it happens a lot where it's like the guy's quote, new girlfriend. Everybody's kind of shitty and it's tough. Good for you for like breaking into a new friend group. That's intimidating as fuck. To be like, oh, you've all been best friends since you were children. You've all dated each other. Here I come. Let's do it on neutral ground. Let's not you go to these guys' houses when they're already all hanging out doing whatever and they all know each other and they all have their favorite chair. Meet at a bar. Go watch the game. Buy a round of drinks. Like meet them out you can do specifically that. instead of just being like, meet them when on their can trip. I join you when you're already doing something? Make a Listen, specific I know this plan. Working in comedy, male dorks, are socially inept and they make you feel like you've done something wrong because they don't know how to make eye contact with a woman, okay? <laughs> I See, I disagree. I'm like, if you love this guy and you really want to like prove something, show up. Be like, I'm not afraid to go to some dork's duplex. I'll bring a <laughs> baked cheese ring and I'll just be cool. And if if from then on there's an issue, something's going on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you should just I, be able to need, show up, but it just sounds like they're very insular. You don't want to play the game. And you know what? It's really important that couples have like things that they do separately. Let him have his fucking night. But she's saying it's beyond that. Like your friends were playing down the street and he didn't say anything. He doesn't want to include you because there's, I, I think there's something, either he likes talking to a girlfriend of his or he doesn't know how to have the two of them or they're giving him shit. Something isn't right. 
That's it. And so if it really is that he's just like kind of weird about it, then fucking kick that door and be like, I brought pizza. I brought beer. How was the game? And if they're still weird, you got to get out of this relationship. You shouldn't have to work that hard. Yeah. Give the old college try. Yeah. (sighs) Hi. I'm 32, and I'm the youngest of three. My two older siblings are both married and both have three children. I'm single and don't have any kids. We were all just together recently for the 4th of July holiday at our parents' house. My oldest brother makes every family function so tense and awkward. His wife does absolutely everything for the kids, and it's almost as if he is another kid she has to take care of. They both have full-time right. <laughs> they both have full-time jobs, but she gets them ready for bed, puts all their meals together, loads and unloads the car. My brother is often sleeping oh. in or playing on his phone, and when asked to help, he just snaps and says, I never do it right, so it's easier for me to just opt out. Also, their kids are out of control Ooh. and don't listen to either one of them, but it's hard to critique my sister-in-law or tell her the kids are misbehaving when she's already doing everything. Everyone in the family has tried to ask him to help her. When I've asked him to help set a table or take out the trash, he says, okay, and then doesn't do it. It's so awkward to be around him and his wife because there's always so much tension between them and their kids are difficult to be around because they're so used to doing whatever they want. He typically apologizes after these family get-togethers and says he's working on his temper with his therapist and trying to be more involved. But year after year, nothing seems to change. I've reached out to my sister-in-law to tell her the way he talks to her is not acceptable, and I ask her what I can do to support her. She always makes excuses for him and says he just has a lot on his plate, but she's always handling everything. I don't want them to not be coming to family functions, but I think everyone is kind of burnt out on the chaos they bring. Any advice? Welcome. Oh, man, I feel like the theme is like man-children today. (laughs) Men men children. Men children. (laughs) Children of men. so... There's nothing more uncomfortable than stewing in the tension between a married couple. And you could snap at him because he's your brother and be like, you're being a fucking turd. Help her. You know, but the bigger issue, I mean, I hope he isn't like abusive because she just might have PTSD. The bigger issue is she isn't standing up for herself. Now she may not be doing it because it might be worse at home or this is what she signed up for. Women marry men like this. And part of me doesn't feel bad because it's like, mm, chances are he was like this before and you thought it would be okay. And women naturally are able to do more. And I can tell you from having to do it multiple times a day, there is nothing harder than loading a child in and out of a car. Like the little buckle, the amount of pressure per square inch it requires to open a seatbelt buckle, especially if you have long nails, like good night. It is, sometimes I'm just like, here's your daughter, put her in the car seat. It's it's so much in and out. You lost your shoe. Pick up the water. Get the backpack. I do the stroller. Load her back in. Oh, they don't want to go in. Just that alone is enough to wipe a person out. So she knew what she was getting herself into. So it kind of is like you can't really say much until she stands up for herself. All you can do is I don't know what kind of relationship you have with your brother. I definitely have someone in my family that is like really kind of rude to their spouse. And I feel close enough that I will say stuff. I'll be like, do not cut her off. That is, you're giving everybody anxiety. Like, do you have the kind of relationship where you could be like, Carl, get up and help her. Everybody's helping. Like, what is your problem? Like, is there a version where you're able to talk to him like the child he is? Will that make it worse for your sister-in-law? I think your issue is also that the kids are fucking annoying. Like, if he was kind of a bitch to his wife, it'd be like, whatever. But having kids 
run around and no one, your bigger issue is that these kids are annoying. That's what's harshing this buzz is these like shitty kids running around screaming. Right. And that's, it's impossible to relax. You're looking at what the sister is dealing with with no help and I get uh, the sister-in-law. Oh. And so I get not wanting to tell her like, hey, I know you're doing everything, but also your kids are shitty. A hundred percent. All you can do is, I mean, do the comedy thing and act like you don't hear anyone and just go to the other side of the deck for the parties. You know, just kind of like, like kind of stay away from them as best you can. Talk to another sibling or something or call them out. I think so. She's basically, she said to him, she's been like, hey, could you help set the table? He just, okay, and doesn't do it. I wonder if a little shame would go a little further. Like, hey, your wife is doing everything Uh and you're just sitting there. What's up? Be like, hey, dude, I'm not your wife. Like, we're all helping out. You know, I don't, it doesn't seem, it's weird because he seems like he has a lot of bark and not a lot of bite again, unless he's like secretly hitting her. Um, So maybe it is, you're just like, hey, I'm not your wife. Like, is there a reason you're not helping at all? Like, do we all work for you? (laughs) Like, you just saying stuff, be like, wow, your wife just does all the work and you just play fucking FanDuel all day. You can say, you never want to get between them, but you'd be like, hey, Susan, is this, is he always like this or is this just special occasions? Look, I get that you're not a comic and you, you don't have that, but... And it sucks too because then he'll take it out on her well, later. He, like you don't want to make her life harder. He pulls the like, oh, I, she says I do it wrong. It's like, okay, well, then no, why don't you ask her how to do it and do it better? No, that's the battle. No, that's the battle cry of I don't want to do it. So exactly. You put away dishes better than me. No, he's a child. Watch a YouTube video. So, Either shame him or just straight up be like, I really don't like being around you guys. So have fun over here in this corner. I'll be over here. I'll be over here, away from you. Can you tell him his shit, kids are shitty or will he just be like, oh, that's Susan's fault. She coddles them. It's tough because he, exactly, he's shitty. I mean, yeah. do you have a father who can be like, you are acting like a giant puss. <laughs> like, this is not how to raise your children. And you both have full-time jobs. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Ugh, but then again, it's like the wife... This is, you made your bed. You got to lay in it. Lay in it? I don't know. I always it's have tough to when women. Yeah. It's tough when women, I, again, I don't know what it's like at home, but like she is allowing this behavior. And it's probably easier than like endlessly nagging him. Right. And our question asker has gone to her and said, hey, how can I support you in these situations? And she's been like, right. oh, it's fine. Don't worry. Like you can't, there's only so much you can do. But now you just have to, I guess, mitigate the fact that they're annoying. That's right. She doesn't want to be saved. So you can save yourself. Yeah. And just hang out with another relative. Just stay out of the way. Hello to the whole podcast family from the UK. I need your sage advice. I live in an apartment with my husband and our pug. Above us live a couple with their poodle mix. Their balcony is directly above our terrace outside. And every time we so much as open the door, let alone step out when their dog's outside, he loses his shit and barks like crazy. Thankfully, our dog doesn't respond to this and completely ignores it. If it was just barking, I would just put it down to noisy neighbors, but it's the owner's response to it that has me concerned. They think he's just being loud and it's his way of saying hello, failing to recognize that he's also growling. Cut to the couple of times we've seen them outside. This dog has acted all friendly and then suddenly snapped at our dog. Again, they say he's being a bully and laugh it off. I get it. To them, he's cute and fluffy, but they don't seem to realize he is displaying what appears to me to be aggressive behavior. Even when they tell him off, I've seen him snapping at them. How do you tell someone that they need to get proper training for their dog or at least be aware that it's more than just barking? Because I realize this is as much a problem with the owners as it is with the animal. 
I don't want to piss off my neighbors. No one wants to be told they're doing the wrong thing. I also know that all dogs could probably benefit from more training. Mine is stubborn as hell on walks. But when it's causing the animal distress, happy dogs don't bite and could cause harm, then shouldn't it be addressed? No. I can keep our pugs <laughs> safe when we bump into them, but I'd hate for this dog's aggression to cause issues for someone else who hasn't had any warning because the oblivious owners sure as fuck aren't flagging it. Hope to see you in London December. And then they attached a picture of this pug. I think if I share my computer with you, your computer is going to blow up. But he's wearing a I know a what a pug vest. looks like. He's, he's wearing a little tuxedo vest. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Look, speaking as someone oh, who has from the dog Lucy. that growls. I can use her name. <laughs> so speaking as the owner of a dog who growls at literally every dog, is totally harmless, but has a very bad attitude, mm-hmm. is sweet baby, but... uh wants to run up to your dog and growl and then a foot short, just stop. That's my dog. Um, yes, you could, you could hire. First of all, people act as if training is something where you just do it and then it's done. I don't know what kind of trauma that dog has. I don't know what behavioral issues. Like sometimes it can be expensive. Sometimes it can be super time consuming. And the worst part about training your dog is that you have to do homework with the dog <laughs> unless you like send it away to become like a seeing eye dog. Um, if you liked this neighbor, like if this was your best friend and the dog was barking, you'd be like, hey, like this is fun. And it would kind of, maybe it would stop, but it's annoying. It's annoying because you want to go on your fucking balcony and not hear this annoying dog. Nobody ever thinks their dog is a problem. We had a house that was below us. We lived in like a really terraced neighborhood. And this one dog, this little dog, I don't know if eventually a coyote ate it or what. It was just always barking. And you're just like, how do you not fucking hear this? And the answer is, it's just like a baby crying. People don't hear their own animals' issues. And nobody thinks they're the bad neighbor. And so you run the risk of like ruining your relationship with that neighbor. You're wanting them to say like, oh my God, you're right. It's been so awful. We're really working on it. But they're not going to. No. And so all you can do is sternly pull your dog away and be like, whoa, like make it clear that like that's not okay. If you're like, oh, just a bully, you can just be like, huh? Like, unless you really want to get into it. It sucks because this is one of those apartment neighbor issues where the person making the noise, the person spreading their stuff out too much, the person slamming the door never thinks they're the problem. And there's no way this person's going to be like, you're right. We'll spend several thousand pounds getting them trained up so that they don't bark outside the only place that they have to go. It just sucks. I'm sorry. People are so fucking unaware. Yeah. It's yeah, even if you bought them a couple of classes to deal with like the aggression, they would You're never do that. any of the follow through so the dog wouldn't keep up any of its little behaviors. You can if the dog lunges at your dog, you can pull your dog back and and you can audibly be like, "Whoa, like that's not okay." But like I don't know, it's tough cuz cuz to them it is okay cuz the dog's never hurt anyone and you're like, "What if they do?" And they're like, "Well, they never have and they never would." So it comes down to opinion and everyone thinking they're precious angel. I always apologize for Tianfu and I'm always offended when people aren't like, oh, I loved that. (laughs) (laughs) I loved how your dog scared my dog. (laughs) It is. It is strange. No one, and no one wants to believe it's like when people go, oh, my dog's friendly. I'm like, well, mine's not. What? Back up. It's It's annoying. Yeah, for sure. There's very few dogs I'll tolerate them being my face. Very few breeds I trust. I don't even trust this breed. I trust like a golden retriever (laughs) to never bite. And like, I don't know, like a King Charles Cavalier. (laughs) Their eyes are too heavy. (laughs) They're too sleepy. Top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. They're doing it right every day. 
You just take a bite, top of the cob. I'll start with, uh, well, my bottom is kind of a top, kind of a bottom. Okay. Um, I was in line at the airport and, uh, it's that thing where each airline like makes up their own rules that are really subject to change based on who's working that day. Just like the baby And I had to passport. check in. Oh yeah. I had to check in Tianfu, which is fully insane. You should be able to just pay for your pet online and board the fucking plane for some weird reason left over from who knows what. You have to check in at the, at the check-in desk, which takes forever anyways. There's two lines. There's one that says like bag check, like obscure item check-in, pet check-in. And then there was first class and I was in first class, but I could see myself getting in the first class line and then being like, no, you need to go to the other line. 100%. Because it is just like whoever feels like talking to you that day. So I get in and it's just taking a while. And of course I'm behind two women. They both have dogs. They both have huge fucking luggage and they both obviously never left the fucking house before because they had to like repack everything. It was just taking a while and I'm used to just zipping through airports and I'm still fuming that like I can't just pay for my animal. And uh, I'm like trying to hold it together because I'm also trying to figure out what line to be in. And a girl, a fan, uh, and I found her name is Marissa, was like, Oh my God, are you Eliza? I love you and Emily. I love the podcast. She had so many comments. She was so sweet. And I was so not, like, I was so nice to her, but I was still like, she's like, and is that Tian Fu? And I'm like, yeah, I gotta pay for her. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm just trying not to be a bitch right now, which I never <laughs> am, but I definitely am short with people when they are inept. So she was lovely. I was very nice to her. And then the girl next to me was like, oh my God, we're fans too. And I was like, oh my God, like, I really, want to unload on someone and I can't now. <laughs> oh, the airline was so rude. They're like, ma'am, please. Like just very like, they just treat you like you're a terrorist and you're like, I'm just trying to give you a fucking hundred dollars so my dog can sleep at my feet. Right. Anyway, uh, Marissa, thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> okay. Our fan bottom of the cob. My bottom of the cob is people doing zero research before posting or asking a question online specifically. I'm in a Facebook group. Oh, is it like hmm. when people, when you post anything and they're like recipe, I'm like, it's a carrot, <laughs> a chopped carrot. Lazy. Specifically, I'm in a Facebook group for Taylor Swift's tour. Every day, there are dozens of repetitive posts asking questions that have been answered many, many times. Moreover, people posting, hey guys, I called the stadium and here's the bag policy as if they're doing everyone a favor when in actuality, every stadium has their policy clearly written on their websites or they'll post their bag and ask, do you think this will be allowed in? Maybe this is too petty, but I always comment back with a direct link of the stadium site where their question is answered. I seriously may need to leave the group. So it drives me nuts. <laughs> I also don't trust any website. I don't trust any airline. I don't trust any company that what you post is not going to be randomly unenforced or enforced by the idiot you have working that day. Yeah. Like I just never post that any, I never trust that anything posted is the way it's supposed to be. Well, actually we're closed Mondays and Wednesdays, even though the site says we're open, but you can fill out a form and kill yourself. Okay. What's um, yours? My bottom is a lack of control over something that I feel like I should have control over, which is I am, when this podcast comes out today, the company I work for will have changed its name from 
one thing to another. Similar, but I need to change our usernames. Butt Plugs Unlimited <laughs> to butt Vibrators plug. Anonymous. It's basically Butt Plugs Unlimited to like Butt Plugs Plus, okay? So <laughs> I am in the situation where I am the one that has to change our account handles on social media. Oof. I just had to do this for another subsidiary of ours, which is much smaller, no eyeballs on it. And Instagram would not let me change the name, I think because it's a verified account. Every time I go to change the name, Instagram's like, you need to reach out to someone to do that. But there was no oh, way to contact oh. Instagram. So I finally get an no, email of someone like who sells ads, one of our ad contacts, right? So the person we like work with to buy ads on the platform, they connect me with someone. I've been talking to them for a month trying to get our name changed. And they're like, actually, you need the trademark. Actually, you need this. I'm like, no, I just want to change my username to another available username. Okay? Have not heard back. So now I'm like, right. oh, I have to change this name. Okay? I know it's not going to work. I've been emailing back and forth. They're like, what's your ad account ID? It's this. What's your problem? It's this. And then an hour later, Meta is like, so you didn't answer our question, what your ad ID is. I'm like, my ad ID is this. And then someone's like, hi, I'm Kyla. What's your ad ID? I'm like, it's this. They just emailed me today and said, yeah, we can't help you with that. Here's an FAQ on go to the app and change your name. Oh. I'm like, I can't. I cannot change my name. I tried to change my name and it says contact you. I cannot do it. The like CEO of my company is going to go on and he follows the Instagram and it's still going to say our old name. And he's going to be like, what the fuck is this? And I'm, I, why hasn't our social media person changed it? And I'm gonna be like, Instagram won't let me. I've emailed so many people. I'm so mad because I know I'm in the support queue where it's just a random person, right? It's not someone who works for Meta. It's just a right. third-party chat support line yes. that is going through their if A, B, if B, C. And I'm not fitting yep. in that thread. Help me. And I'm so mad because it shouldn't be this hard. But somehow, just because it's it's on me to get it changed. And I can't. I don't have the tools. And no one will give me the tools. And I feel very helpless. And I'm, like, so weirdly stressed about it. I've had a headache all day. And I'm upset. And it's, I'm scared. Now I'm tired. What, what you're upset about is this, like, bureaucratization of help. Like, this is... If you have an issue with Uber, if you have an issue with Postmates, if you have an issue with your airline, if you have any problem with anything, they're like, great, you can go wait in this phone tree or do nothing because nobody wants to hire the help and everything is farmed out to a computer or AI or like a farm in India and nobody wants to spend the money because they don't actually fucking care. Nobody cares. And so all too often, at least in America... You're like, I'd rather just eat the money, eat the fee, not deal with it, not have the thing because I know that there's nobody to help me. Everything is at max capacity. Every airline is full. Every phone tree is full. Everything is on hold. And no one has the power to help you. And that's fucked up that there isn't like, they haven't set you up with some sort of executive tools I'm like, or account I pay or like that money. it isn't easier for companies. I buy yeah. ads. We have, and I didn't even get, I wasn't able to get the other one changed. And I just was like, I'll deal with that after I get through this one. But no, for, it's bullshit. I'm it's, so mad. <laughs> Meta, help me. It's your me. health insurance. It's calling any like local government, water, power, your internet, your cell phone company. It's just, they don't care. And somewhere, someone is making a lot of money and you're just miserable. And it so, makes me miss calling people because like I had a, my county tax thing, it was listed the wrong person owned my house. So I had to call oh a number. Those people told me to call another number. I got kicked to six different numbers before I got the person that could help me, but they helped me. And at each number, I talked to a human being. This is me consistently getting, hi, I'm your meta support rep. X, uh, can you share this information? And I share the information and then I never hear no. back. 
it, you're endlessly just sharing like, hi, what's your name and date of birth constantly. And it just, and they're not even writing it down. They're just like sitting on a toilet with that on speakerphone. I'm sorry. We have to move on top of the cop because now I'm angry for you. Fan top of the cop. I recently got my husband to start listening to the pod with me. My top is that last week I mentioned to him how listening to Top of the Cob always makes me really want peach cobbler. And today while I was at dinner with friends, he made a homemade cobbler from scratch to surprise me. Best treat ever, Marley. I love that. And I love that you got the right kind of cob, not a corn cob. (laughs) Good for you. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and do your Top of the Cob since you had such a thorough bottom of the cob. I had such a thorough angry bottom of the cob. My Top of the Cob not necessarily positive, but it was an interesting realization. I went to the hotel, the bar, the restaurant on the roof of my hotel. I think I told you I had some great salmon there. Yes. And it was really good. I was sitting on that rooftop at Cabra like, oh, this food's incredible. It's worth this wild price. The same food as the room service food. And when I ordered different items, but same vibe down in my room, I was like, oh, It tasted expensive because I was on a rooftop. I was having a drink. I had a plate. The taste is not the same sitting in the center of my bed, watching Rizzoli Niles on Lifetime and drinking a can of Coke that I paid $5 for. Which is the way you want to experience every meal. It just was, and I thought it was, it was a top because I was just so fascinated by how much difference that makes, like the environment, the setup, it's same food. And I was just like, this does not taste luxurious in my hotel room. It's funny that you mentioned that. I'm sure that there is a Japanese term for like food tasting better with nostalgia, but my husband Noah wrote an article for Eater called Why Exactly Do We Love Old Restaurants? Oh, yes. Um, You can see it on Eater. You can see it on his, uh, it's actually up at the top of his Twitter feed, but it is true. Ambiance informs taste and how relaxed you are. It's why you pay extra to eat seafood seaside when we all know that that seafood did not come from that sea. Right. Like this is Maine Lobster and you're sitting on a restaurant in Santa Monica. Um, So yeah, that's a huge part of it. Vibe is a huge part of it. You are correct. My top of the cob is we are in a, a pretty rural area in Washington state and we went to Costco and bought a TV uh-huh. and um, we got to the car and realized it wouldn't fit in the SUV so Noah was like, let's take it out of the box. So we take it out of the box oh, no. and we're packing. He's doing, you see, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. the top of the cob. <laughs> Nothing bad can happen here. And you see like the dad puzzle wheels on his head turning, which is actually very cute. And these two men in a pickup truck, they go up to their car to leave and they're like, you need a truck? Oh. And I was like, we actually do. And I was like, I didn't choose this Nissan Montero, whatever the weird Frankenstein car they gave me. And then they got in their truck and like had lunch and we we're like packing up the car. And then the guy comes out and he sees that Noah, like he's like, that's not going to close. And it was just very cute that like a guy was just weighing and he's like, that's not going to, and it did close. And he's like, but we were still trying to figure out, trying to pack it up. We weren't sure if we could. And he was like, well, how far you guys got to go? And I was like, that guy was going to give us a ride. Like he was going to haul our TV for And it's just something that you don't really, it's not that people in big cities aren't nice, but there is, you know, there is that thing where, what is it? Hearts of gold, views of old. Like that's probably a guy that I probably won't agree with politically. Who's like, yeah, I'll give you a lift and I'll hit your wagon. I just don't think homosexuals should be able to get married. But, and I don't know, he didn't say anything, but it was just really nice to be in a place where people like smile at your daughter. They let you cross the street. Like they are willing to help you. 
It was just like a little bit, and I think it comes from just a slower pace of living versus like Armageddon, like, get your shit, get in the car, give me a spot. We like ate lunch and we're like, you guys need help. It was just very sweet. It's a I different just felt environment. very safe. You, if somebody came up and yeah. said the same thing to you at the Costco in Burbank, I would not trust them. I'd be like, they're here to steal my TV. It was just very cute. It was like two men like figuring out packing. Like just wait. It's a very guy thing to just weigh in on another man's packing job. And Noah did it. I was very proud of him. Anyways, folks, uh, I am headed to Japan with the USO next week. Very exciting. Of course, we're always going to be giving you hot, fresh new episodes. So if you're stationed on one of the three bases uh, in Japan, where we're going, whose names I don't have in front of me, but I think two of them begin with the letter I, we will see you then. I'm bringing Hunter Hill. I'm bringing Laura Peak with me. Ooh. And then I'm headed to Hawaii to do a show in Maui and a show in Honolulu. And uh, it's going to be a great summer. Really excited for your questions. Really flattered at the amount of fans who come up in public and admit that they listen to this podcast. We're going to work on some merch for you guys. Go ahead, leave us a five-star review. Buy the products. Use the codes. Enjoy the pod. What? Email askelizapodcast at gmail.com with your questions or DM at askeliza. And don't forget, we love those red hot updates. Don't forget to write because your parents miss you. And remember, Emily, it's like all the chickens back home in the coop always say. That TV is not going to fit. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.